Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one. Body Armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals. Buy any Body Armor products at your local store and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey. Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules. And shop now at retailers nationwide. Hey there. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Nature Connection show with Nancy and Lisa. You know, with the crazy mother-daughter travel team on the Love Your Parks tour. And every fourth Friday, along with our special guest co-host, fine art nature photographer, Margo Carrera, we talk about the environment. We talk about wildlife. We talk about trees. We talk about the ocean, nature, all that good stuff, and uh, really focus on what we can do to help Mother Earth, Mother Nature, and also mitigate climate change. And today's special guest is Dr. Patricia McHale, and she's joining us to talk about her new middle grade book. It's called The Antidotes, Pollution Solution. It is super cool. Mm-hmm. It comes out October 4th through Bold Story Press. However, you can go and pre-order it on Amazon, which is really good for authors. So do it, do it, especially on their Kindle uh, side of it. But uh, the book is really about classmates and women who use STEM to working together using STEM practice. So this is something we want to talk about is girls and women um, in science. Um, Anyway, they work together to save their town's water supply, which is part of the Chesapeake Bay. So you can go to patricia.michelle.com and that's M-E-C-H-A-E-L.com. So welcome, Patty. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Good to have you on the show and welcome back, Margo. How are you doing? How's San Diego? San Diego is heating up. (laughs) <laughs> see, see patty we need to we need to get the fifth graders out there tell them to cool it down for us <laughs> it's it's hot here in madison wisconsin where we are today when this airs will be in north carolina feeling swampy on a farm <laughs> but um is it warm warmer than normal for you patty up in the dc area it is washington dc is 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 feeling very balmy today so yeah it's yeah let's let's all go we need to all go for a swim that's what we need to do you know but I, I love that your book is focused on the Chesapeake Bay because it's such an important water source it's kind of like in the west we always think about the Colorado River so crucial to California Arizona and beyond really with the waterways and not just for the environment but for the people so tell us a little bit about why you chose Chesapeake Bay and, you know, so this water, you know, this big piece of water is important for the environment, but it's also important for people, right? It is, it is. And, and it's, um, one, the Chesapeake Bay is absolutely beautiful. So I don't know really? how, if you've, if you've ever been to, uh, to the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, and I think similar to a lot of other water you know, sources uh, and natural water sources, uh, it is increasingly uh, experiencing challenges uh, and shifts in the ecosystem that are being caused by pollution. And so uh, I wanted to create a story that was a local story. So I'm, I'm based in Washington, DC, 
the Chesapeake Bay is our, you know, closest, um, closest water source. Uh, and, and because it does run uh, into the Atlantic Ocean, and it has all of the challenges of being a, a water, uh, a source of water that is very close to major cities, uh, it does experience a, a lot of uh, a lot of challenges, uh, and mm. and the sea life is changing in in the Chesapeake Bay as it is in you know other water sources throughout mm. uh, throughout the world. Uh, the water is getting warmer, fish are coming in closer to the shoreline. Mm. Uh, they are becoming much more subject to pollution and. Uh, and in, in, in the case of the antidotes pollution solution, we decided to take sort of one aspect of pollution um, that is particularly troubling, and that is is plastic and, you know, and, mm. and especially single-use plastics, which, you know, it, it takes five seconds to drink a bottle of water, um, mm. and yet it takes you know, hundreds of years for that single bottle of water to get decomposed. And so, uh, so really wanted to, um, to focus in on, on an issue that is impacting uh, our local, uh, our local water source. And also with it being plastic, I know it mm -hmm. ends up in animals and fish, um, mm -hmm, pieces of plastic. Sure. We've done, uh, watch a lot of documentaries on it and, um, one thing that makes me nervous is we all now know drinking bottled water has health implications for cancer, for all kinds of things because of the plastic actually heating up. And as temperatures are heating up, does the plastic, do you think, I know you've got this huge background in public health. It's like it. her public health history is massive. I just get to use this word now. Massive. It's massive. It's my new word. Um, but can the heating up of water affect the plastic that's in the water so that there's toxins leaching out of the plastic? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and when we were, I mean, it, it is, and we, because we're not testing and we're not tracking uh, people's environmental risk in a very systematic way, we don't know what the harmful effects that that is having on Whoa. on us as individuals and and as mm. as a society, and so I think it's mm. it's I I unfortunately had a situation you know I want to say eleven years ago where I you know got an autoimmune illness, and then as I started mm. to read up on autoimmune illnesses, a lot of autoimmune illnesses are caused by environmental factors, so chemicals that were you know, trace chemicals that we're consuming, whether it's in food or in water, you know, all of these things. And, and, and I think it's, it's really interesting now to see some of these like conditions, chronic health issues that are coming up um, directly from bad water and, 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 mm -hmm. and bad water is the, sort of the original public health you know, like mm -hmm. the, the yeah, field of public health came from, mm -hmm. you know, the cholera epidemic in, you know, mm -hmm. in the United Kingdom and Jon Snow and the work of Jon Snow. And, and I, you know, they have the, the hand pump 
of the water source at the London School of Hygiene where I did my PhD. And so you can go visit like the hand pump where they tracked the, you know, the, the, the original hand san sanitizer the cholera outbreak. Yeah. Yeah, you have to use hand sanitizers if you use the hand pump now. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 interesting because I, we just we are we're not one we're not being very thoughtful about like how we produce things and how we consume things and really considering the knock-on effects that it might be having on on our health as well as the health of 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 animals, you know, we, um, and that there's such a huge myth around recycling where people think that somehow, you know, recycling is the, the thing that's going to, to solve us. But most things that get put into a recycle bin never get mm -hmm. recycled and, yeah. and they end up in, you know, the bellies of fish. And we've all seen those images and, uh, and it's really, sad that we, you know, we've kind of, we, we aren't taking responsibility for the planet and the planet's health and, and the health of animals. And as a result, it is now coming back to impact human health in a very negative, negative mm -hmm. way. And so I think the water things, I love that you're really focusing on that because I mean, we've done so many shows about oil spills, what happens, you know, out in the Gulf and, and um, talking about how all, all of this has got and created harmful algal blooms in our oceans. And I'm thinking even the Chesapeake Bay mm -hmm. probably has that even, you know, some of the, there's plastic and then it's from agriculture. Um, when we were right. in Yuma, Arizona, and the Colorado River, it's right at the bottom of the Colorado River, um, you know, before it goes into Mexico. And so it's huge in agriculture, and they're getting more and more organic. However, mm. all these invasive species came because of what was being grown in agriculture. And so at the lower, very lower part, which is part of the um, heritage area, the Yuma Crossing National Heritage Area, they went in, they started taking and, and restoring the habitat to what it was and cleaning up, cleaning out the plastic in the ponds, because you'll see fish and birds come out with fish. Even everyone's, you know, if you're going to go fishing, people take your little bubbles out and yeah, stop really. leaving these little red bubbles all over for a fish to get them hooked. You see them in birds. trees. Remember, it's, we've seen them in trees when somebody's doing their casting and I guess they weren't that good at it and it yeah. ends up in a tree and they just leave it there. Right. So they it's started like, really cleaning this up and you could we went on a canoe trip and you as soon as you hit the zone of where they've restored it it was like a wall of wildlife and birds it's like no one was here as soon as you crossed in you could see the difference in in the, mm. the plant life let's take a moment and think about the things you love it could be stuff like vintage vinyl stylish sunglasses or your exotic fish collection. Whatever your passion is, the new Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery gives you a chance to multiply your cash by 5, 10, 25, or even 100 times and enjoy a lot more of the stuff that makes you, you. Multiply the Cash Scratchers from DC Lottery. If you love it, multiply it. Please play responsibly. And all the birds were there immediately. It, I've never seen anything show me such mm -hmm. a strong example of importance of restoration, cleaning up the environment. 
and now it's it's a place the beaver have come back and people didn't realize mm -hmm. we used to have beaver in southern Arizona all these birds and species that were almost endangered are coming back and so and yet at the same time humans are playing in the water and here's a beaver here's the birds so this coexistence is happening and they managed to build most of the park on top of a landfill and put in a solar farm and a solar garden you know but mm -hmm. so these kind of things i really believe can happen you know they can we can reverse this and you can be like the fifth graders Absolutely in your can. book and i think empowering kids to make these changes gives them um, a feeling of hope when it's really tough for kids right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And kids are subject to like the bad decision making of grown-ups, right? And so and mm -hmm. and that's where this this story came from. And and it came in conversations with my now 10-year-old son who mm -hmm. uh, when we started the antidotes uh pollution solution, he was eight. Uh, I I sort of was brainstorming a middle grade fiction book because I was told that that there was sort of a gap in smart middle grade fiction and and I oh. thought I had this ready made audience that that I could kind of use as my test test case for <laughs> for the story and and instead what I got was a a very opinionated uh, <laughs> writing collaborator <laughs> who had very strong uh you That's know cool. thoughts on the characters and on the story and what kids could do and should do and 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 it became a really fun project to work on during the pandemic with uh cool. with my son and and I think what what really encouraged me was just how you know you know, how fair he is. And, and, and so one of the themes in the book is about, you know, girls in science, technology, engineering, the arts and math. And, and he was like, that stinks if, 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 if things aren't, you know, aren't, you know, fair for, for girls or, or, or women don't get the same leadership positions that men do. He's like, that just, that doesn't, that just yeah. doesn't make sense. And, mm -hmm. and so what really struck me in working on this book with him was just the, the fairness uh, and the responsibility, I think, that, that young people you know, take and have and, uh, and you know, can and should enact, you know, act upon. And so, so all of the science in the book are things that kids can do. And so, mm. so we were very particular. We did not want to put anything in there that, you know, a fifth grader like couldn't and shouldn't do on their mm. own. So, you know, mm -hmm. testing your right. water, mm -hmm. you know, kids can do. Uh, use less plastic, kids can do. Um, encourage, you know, you know, social media, encourage their friends to do the things that they're doing to um you know to use less plastic and to to be more thoughtful about uh about clean water um mm -hmm. you know we're all sort of things that 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 young people could do working together in teams of boys and girls and and really figuring that out uh mm -hmm. was an important um you know theme in the book so there's there's some tension between you know the the male narrator and the the female you know, the female narrator and they have to 
you know, they have to come to grips to work together on a common, a common goal. Um, so yeah. basically, um, all of these arguing adults that we have in the world right now should read the book and learn. They really should. They really should. <laughs> I mean, I, I look at I look at my son, and in his like little pinky, he has more you know uh, empathy and thoughtfulness uh, than a lot of our current our, our current <laughs> leaders. And he gave me <laughs> the best line, my favorite line in the book. Um, is that no kid would ever let another kid die if there was something they could do to prevent it. Wow. And, mm. and to me, you know, when, when looking at, you know, the last few years and, and, and the pandemic and how numb we've become to, to numbers of sick people or, mm. or death or, or any of those things, you know, behind each and every one is, is a human being. And we should be caring about them in the same way. I think that like kids really care about each other. Um, and I think kids are genuinely concerned for the, for the planet. They see these things Absolutely. happening. And, uh, and I think we need to not just view kids as, 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 you know, little humans that need to be cared for, but, you know, like little humans whose energy we need to harness and, yeah. and really, you know, uh, support to do the things that they can do, uh, to make their world and, and our world, uh, a better place. Well, if you think of all the fifth graders around the world, right across the country, around the world, <laughs> that could get involved and start making these changes in their backyard. I mean, it's gonna impact whole families, which means whole communities. So it can really start mm -hmm. a movement. And like I, I said earlier, the responsibility for kids to hold on to something and know that they can make a positive change is, is everything. I know that when you don't do and you have no tools to move forward on something that's negative, it just festers negativity and it's, not fun for the kids. And I wanted to turn to Margo. What did you think? You know, here we are, another kids book, but kids are a part of this, of the solutions we need. I really do believe that, that the next few generations are a part of the, the solution. Not that I think we're putting it upon them. I mean, it's, it's there. And I see, I see in my granddaughter who's visiting me right now, um, they really want to make a difference. Um, mm -hmm. She's going into marine biology and she wants to make a difference in the oceans. And cool. And yeah. And nice. um, you said, um, I loved what you said about um, we're not here just to raise these children, but we can learn from these children. These children are wise and they come in with their own gifts and uh, way of looking things that our generation uh, obviously didn't. And so now they, Come in with wisdom that they can share with us and it's just amazing i i just recently i, I was just thinking about the water in your book is so perfect because i don't think we're talking enough about it um Absolutely. not only are plastics you know at the bottom of the sea but it, it's getting into it's they're breaking down and getting into our drinking water so we're taking on that even without drinking uh, from plastic bottles. And, uh, and also for industry, um, you know, if, if they pollute the water, they're really doing themselves a disfavor. 
and, and their next generation, the next generation, because we need the water to be pure because I don't forget how many percent water we are, but we need to drink a lot of water and our lakes need to be clean and our rivers need to be clean. And I don't think our, um, we're thinking about it because I just got a survey from the government asking me what do I think is important? And they gave me a long list of things that they could uh, work on and not one word about the water issue. Mm -hmm. But they gave me a place to write it in and guess what I wrote in? Mm -hmm. Clean water. Clean this, water. This is Keep huge. Look at what happened in Flint, mm -hmm. Michigan. Here we are, the yeah. land of Great Lakes, you know, and we were just in Michigan and like everybody's looking at me because we had a, a gathering of friends and family mm -hmm. and I'm getting these messages out of saying, what can I pick up on the way in? Water, water, water. And then I'm going, I'm getting bottles of water that are in plastic. None of this is making sense. We're not, we're not, you know, what are we mm -hmm. going to do, you know? But the, the water thing is a huge deal with Nancy and I traveling full time across the country and pet sitting. So, you know, you're always going to hear a dog somewhere uh, you, mm -hmm. <laughs> or a bird or a donkey. You never know. And the tortoise tends to keep quiet. But mm -hmm. we are in different waters all the time. And so, yes, yes I am permanently got a bad hair day. And I will tell you it's this, interesting. that the water we our bodies are going through this mm -hmm. constant shift in water and change your mm -hmm. skin changes not necessarily for the positive i don't think we'll ever have clean glowing skin again from what we are doing and this is a real thing it, it's and weird I wish it's you're, yeah, some, yeah some of it you can't even feel like you're rinsed off it's a very weird thing and it's weird when we lived in arizona we would get you know and they would send in like about your water in sampling your water and sometimes you'd actually have like rust and sand come out of your Arsenic. faucet and so you know the water companies this is a big deal because you've got to hold their feet to the fire you know Erin Brockovich look what happened in Hinkley outside of Barstow well guess what she fought she fought she fought she won and it's back on again and when you drive through Hinkley it is the most terrible places to drive through in this country it is desolate it is polluted and it has got that creepy like don't breathe in the air you're going to get sick kind of vibe so I, I just, this water, what can, you're talking about testing water, kids could test water. Tell us a little bit about that. And what, what can Nancy and I do? I mean, our hair's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older, yeah. look at mine. <laughs> look as yours looks good, but I mean, not only have I've had it for a long time, but yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we all need to better understand what it is that we're consuming, how it is Why? all tied safer together. And, yeah. and we need to become louder advocates for, you know, clean water. And I mean, clean water is the, the fundamental like public health issue. It is, it, you know, it started the field of public health. It is the ultimate public because you are what you consume, right? Like mm -hmm. we become subject to whatever it is that we are consuming. And so you know, if it has trace chemicals in it, toxins in it, you know, rust, like, no, like this is unacceptable. And, and it, and it doesn't have to be that way. The thing is, and, and this is the kicker is that we know what needs to happen. 
to mm-hmm. do something about it. I mean, that's what kills me about, you know, Flint, Michigan is it, you don't have to be bringing in bottled water, right? They need to figure out how to get clean water, like clean the water supply. Isn't this kind of what yeah. the government is supposed to do in protecting and, and you know, for the people well, kind of thing? So we need to be the stewards of our land and water and nag the government because we pay them. We pay our tax money to them, mm-hmm. you know, and the utility, public utilities. So when something's a public utility, that means it, it's, it, I don't want to use the word entitlement because it gets misused, but we are entitled to fresh water. We are. As human beings on this planet and clean water. And, you know, if we have clean water, then the ecosystem will have better water for the nature, for, you know, the fish, the birds, all of that. But if we don't have it, they don't have it. And so, this does affect what is happening with climate change, right? This is the other part of it that we yeah. ignore that it's- well, And we're creating new new health conditions and diseases and, and all of that. When you look at just the changes in the environment and, and what's happening to, you know, if fish are consuming plastic, I mean, even though, you know, we took it, we took a sort of a, a plastic eating bacteria experiment gone bad um, and and kind of turned it into our you know our thing. But even without that, just fish mm. consuming plastic, then going into our food supply, then right. going into, you know, it's all of these things like interplay together and and impact. Um, and impact the ecosystems, they impact the animals in them, they, and then they, they have an effect on, on humans. And more and more of the health issues that we are currently facing and, and the, the, the last set of you know, global epidemics and pandemics have largely been animal-human disease conditions that mm-hmm. have that have triggered these things and it is because of changes in the environment so and- like what about yeah look at uh, mad cow disease you know that 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 was a human i mean that and now look at covid animals have covid now there are deer mm-hmm. walking like around stars yeah avian flu you mm-hmm. name it, you know, uh, my, yeah. one of my classmates uh, who we shared an office at the London school, we were both doing our PhDs. She's a animal uh, human. She's a veterinarian by training and she's a, she, she's a zoonotist. And I, I enlisted her help because the original disease pathway in this book was really, really complicated. And everybody told me I had to simplify it. And so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, what's a good, what's a good animal human, you know, <laughs> you know, thing that we could do, um, but that like, you know, kids could help with and, 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 and would be realistic. And, and so, uh, and so she, she helped me out with, um, with this one, but like, she'll get called to, um, you know, Brasilia to, you know, look at the monkey population because there's an outbreak of yellow fever that's about to spread into the human population. And, these are these conditions are coming out of this sort of like the change in the environment is bringing you know animals are coming closer to where humans live 
uh, animals, uh, you know, including the fish, they are coming closer and closer to the coastlines because um, their food systems have been completely disrupted and they're looking for food. And so, you know, all of these things intersect with each other and, and the major trigger is man-made pollution. And it is, and we are, we are doing ourselves a disservice Mm. by continuing to, you know, accept the mythology that we can recycle plastic because that's a myth. Uh, plastic does not get recycled. It ends up in, uh, water. in fish, in water supplies and, you know, in whatever, um, we need to just stop. We need to take yeah. it to stop. I read somewhere that, that we ship most of our discarded plastic to China. I, I don't know if that's true or not, yeah. but, and I don't know what they do with it. Maybe they just go, oh, I'll toss it back at them. Who knows? There's a lot of stories about where our recycling is supposedly yeah. going, but it is also using oil. I mean, there's mm. things, there's plastic that are, you know, that is um important for limbs like you know and things like that in medicine there there are actual things that mm. you know i'm sure the rod in my arm has got some plastic something somewhere so but we're also because of plastic drilling for more oil to make the plastic which is another big issue of what we're doing and the less we do of these kind of you know fuels the cleaner mm -hmm. the air is going to be the cleaner and we don't have to have as many wars and all of that too um you know going back into you know the pollution and what's happening now with every the animals coming in and closer because we're taking away their habitat so the earth is heating and changing in temperature so a lot of animals are moving according to that like whales are off because of the, you know, some water they need to do breeding in the cooler water, the warmer water. So all of that's changing. Bird migration is changing. We have watched what has happened to just the climate change um, in wetlands. Mm. We have been to some of the top wetlands in this country at the exact time yeah. is supposed to be the waterfowl time. Like these are the top places in mm. Texas, in New Mexico, and there be nothing but dust devils yeah nothing no water no water but dust devils and film them mm -hmm. and i don't know what to do with all that stuff but i'll do something which is really sad but as we heat up water goes away some areas get water it's not mm -hmm. supposed to have so we're every some people are having heating issues in that they're getting too hot and their houses aren't even prepared with ac so we have all these pro problems that affect our health but what about like, as we heat, are there viruses that would have stayed dormant until the temperature change? Like, you know what I mean? Could, could something come up and go, hey, I'm going to be the new pandemic. I've been waiting a million years to get you. <laughs> you well, that's, and and, and, okay. and that, that is, that's the, the sort of the unknown, right? We don't know. We have, we have, we have a sense that that is, that is what is going to happen that, um, you know, when you think about the, the permafrost in, in Alaska and there's a lot of organisms and microorganisms that are, that exist under 
underground that will start to come up. Um, we have, you know, increases in mold and fungus and, you know, you name it. Uh, it's there and it's impacting people's lives. But these things, I think what's, what's interesting with some of these things is that these environmental exposures are slow in having an effect on, on human life. They're kind of like the slow, uh, you know, um, invaders. And, uh, and, and so, so we're not, we're not like as fussed about those, right. As we are about, you know, something, uh, like monkeypox or like, um, you know, the COVID, uh, outbreak. And then even for something like COVID, like we don't take it seriously enough to well, we, like, we know, about we know the... what needs to happen and we still don't do the things that we, we know we need to, to do about them. We've known um, we about know, water yeah. problems for over 40, 50 years. I'm we sorry, know. I learned this in high school. I learned this in high school. Yeah. We had pollution problems when I was in high school. We had water drought, we had droughts. We had water problems when I was in high school. Now, so many years later, you know, maybe 10, no. Um, so many years later, nothing has really changed. Other it's gotten than worse. We still let the big corporations make it worse. And I think enough is enough. I mean, honestly, and, really? and I think young people also think enough is enough. And so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wish we could get, you know, more youth leagues in government, you know, and, and get the voices of young people to become much more, more prominent in impacting you know, policy change and, mm -hmm. but there seems to be this kind of like disconnect between the people in, in positions of authority and power and, you know, the general population and, mm -hmm. um, and there's just more and more kids, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's 2 billion children on, on the planet and we're not, we are not doing them any favors. Uh, and I think we now need them. I think we now need them to get much more well, active. And, and the corporations need to grow up on this too, because they're, yeah. they're, this is their future employees. And their kids. You know what I mean? And their own kids. Their, yeah. And, and there are kids. I mean, I don't have children, but I care. I mean, that's why I do what I do is care for them, yeah. you know, in my way. You know, so I think what you've done with the antidotes, I think this is so exciting because you're giving because we could get all upset we're all nancy and i are already getting riled up we're both good. i know I <laughs> I mean, who can i call now you know <laughs> what can i sign yeah. but it is you're, you're bringing home a stop with the plastics don't do the plastics just stop it you oh. don't need it just stop it and whatever you have just keep reusing if you can unless it's toxic to you then get the kids together like you're saying have you know do things locally and that is, uh, you know, the one thing we can all do is just go in our backyard. What can we do in our backyard, in our community to make an impact right there and then? And if all the kids, everyone needs to read your book and they do it across the country, it's going to make a huge shift, you know, but it's, it is that, uh, you know, think global, act local. I think that's where we're, we're back to that slogan and that mm -hmm. saying and just need to do it, you know, so I think you've got some just really positive things. Um, I do want to go back to testing water because you say kids can do this. So 
what do people do to test water? Because I think this is a cool thing. If adults and kids did it as a family, let's test our water. Yep. And then say yay or uh-oh. And if it's an uh-oh, let's start writing letters, knocking on doors. Let's yep. that could be something again to stand you can up buy again. Water test kits on Amazon. You know, anybody can order or in your local, you know, Walmart, etc. There are you know, water testing kits that, you know, you mm-hmm. can go and buy and have an understanding or appreciation for what is in your water. What's... Is there bacteria in your water? Is, People... Are there chemicals yeah. in your water? Are there, you yeah. know, and, and these things have gotten, I mean, they, they used to only be available in labs and you would have to like lab right. test your water and, and all that, but now anybody can, can test their water. So people Nancy, with we need swimming a kit. pools. You no, know, people with swimming pools test their water all the time. Absolutely. So I walk into the kitchen and test that. Yeah, yes, Nancy, exactly. Nancy, let's do test, that. Let's test the water test. that you're drinking and see what's in that water. You're you're right. making me want to drink more wine now because now I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> so Nancy, see, Nancy let's there is do, a reason Jesus made water into wine. I know. He knew knew it was coming. But Nancy, we could test water across the country and start mapping just how bad it is. Do you want to test hotel water? That's an interesting. No, no. I think go to schools and test the water. Go to public lands and test the water coming out. You know, really, I think we should test water across the country and put it up. Like, here's the results so people can see. That would be kind of interesting. To go, hello. Yeah, I know people may not like what we're doing. On I that, wonder if I there's a way it. to test air too. Oh yeah, like yeah. The air that you're breathing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it. there's a there's a over the counter test for air, but but yeah. but there are there, there mm-hmm. are centers that are testing air quality all the time, and so and there are pollution reports that come out uh, around the world that 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 show. Um, kind of where your city or uh, uh, is. I have to say some of the some of the interesting places where a lot of this work is happening is around cities, and and there have yes, been a number so. of progressive mayors that have come together around uh, around climate and around pollution in in a really positive way. And I think we need more and more of that, where they're willing mm-hmm. to you know, do the testing, understand where they are now and, mm. and what needs to happen, what steps and measures they can take to mm. reduce the, the pollution and the effect that that is having on, on their, on their population. So I'm hoping that this infrastructure bill too would help mm-hmm. um, in regards to, it's not just infrastructure for bridges, but it's infrastructure in regards to piping energy all sorts of yeah so we may be on a better pathway so let's leave on a positive note (laughs) spit the plastic out i think i think we are it is not it is not it is not too late i think it is never too late to do something and and every individual can do something i mean getting to zero plastic is 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 really challenging but reducing plastic and being very mindful of how much you know you can reduce is is a contribution to mm-hmm. like what needs to happen and i think every individual and collectively we can all we can all do this 
Mm -hmm. There are, there are um, things that you can buy where you can purify your own water, your own tap water and filter it. Unfortunately, the the holder of the water is going to be plastic. Sometimes <laughs> some, that's changing yeah. too. Yeah, it is but, changing. We're seeing a lot more metal. We're seeing a lot more um, glass. And I think the biggest mm -hmm. issue isn't be even that like all plastic is bad. It's, yeah. it's the, the main drivers are the single use plastics. It's the plastic mm -hmm. that gets used once mm -hmm. and, and right. then spends, you know, a thousand years being broken down. <laughs> and, you, and that, you, that to me is, yeah. is, is the most heartbreaking of the, of the plastics. It's, it's the ones that where it's unnecessary plastic. I feel like there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's like plastic that you need, as you were saying for like, you know, medicine and for, you know, for medical purposes mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. There's unnecessary plastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. If you, if you filter your own water and put it in a thermos, remember those old things that you used yeah, to have? have where those. They kept, yeah. yeah. The things that keep your coffee hot or your water cool right and you use a thermos over and over again you save a ton of money mm -hmm. you got better water and you don't have you don't have to keep putting plastic in the trash mm -hmm. exactly and awesome. i think we just need to we just need to be thinking along those lines and yeah. and taking taking those steps and they're they're not hard mm -mm. I want a water testing kit. I'm all geeked out now. I'm like, I'm the kid with the microscope. I can't get past it. Because I think it's so cool when you put things under a microscope and you see, like I, I put up a photo, I shared it from David Attenborough's face, uh, Facebook page of grass. And if you put a piece of grass and under a microscope, there's little happy faces in the grass. Like, mm -hmm. seriously, never walk on the grass again, man. <laughs> Keep off the grass. So it's cool. But I, I want a water kit. But absolutely you're so right i mean and also you know there's ways of supporting artists you know you think about cups get it from a local ceramicist you know it, that kind of thing so there's ways we can really help and um, save money at the same time a lot of times if you're saving the green you're saving the green too you know what i mean yeah. so very very cool thank you so much for joining us patty uh we really love what you're doing not just mm -hmm. uh in uh writing this book but you're doing a lot in writing you're doing so much in public health uh everyone go to patty's well website it is patriciamichelle.com and that's m-e-c-h-a-e-l uh, and also get the book it comes out october 4th through bold story press you can pre-order on amazon especially the kindle version again it's called the antidotes pollution solution also want to thank Margot carrera she is an awesome art photographer fine art photographer and if you want to be surrounded by nature in your home your office or you want to be wrapped in nature go look at her mm. website, go to CarreraFineArtGallery.com. She's got beautiful gifts, scarves, uh, all kinds of great nice. things, uh, mm. but it all celebrates nature. And if you're having a bad day, just go look at her website. You'll feel a lot better. It's so, true. It's true. true. Uh, we do these shows every fourth uh, Friday. So join us again in September. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey.